Thank you for downloading this New Zealand Sports Radio show. We have a new way that you can support us. There is a link in the notes down below where you can make a one-off donation to New Zealand Sports Radio. Thank you for support and uh, enjoy the show. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Hello and welcome to the Driving Mall Show, your weekly update on all, all, all things in rugby. And uh, yes, we've had our daily uh, 5pm uh, lockdown beers, which would be more kind of a, a uh, and rugby chat shows. It'd be more about kind of news shows, but it's kind of go sort of chatting about what's the uh, the the daily news thing in here. We're going to be uh, looking forward more towards the Bledisloe Cup three. Um, that's also any news items in the past week uh, that the boys haven't had a chance to uh, pop, um, add their two cents worth. They'll pop in. I will do a quick news summary at the beginning, but let's say we've discussed quite a few of these on the lockdown beers one. So you want to you might want to have a Listen to some of those shows available on Twitter as videos or as our podcast, as such, from New Zealand Sport Radio on all your favourite pod catchers. Joining me this evening, well, we've got Nocturnal Rights in the live chat. Hello, hope you're doing well there, sir. Um, and uh, also Stephen Harris, how are you doing, sir? Oh, very good. Thank you, Paul. Always a privilege and a pleasure to be on the TDM. Thank you. And uh, just uh, if you could make sure your microphone isn't uh, rasping up and down your zipper, that'd be great. Um, <laughs> just caught your zipper on your, on your hoodie on the other side. Um, there we go. And also, we have got Boa. How are you doing, sir? Very well. Thank you. Kia ora, everyone. I hope everyone is well. I hope everyone is safe. Always good to have Nocturnal. He seems to be an eternal fan, and it's lovely to have you on the show, Nocturnal. Cool. Well, let's just, uh, before we um, dive into, and good evening to Simon as well, um, who's there. Um, and Nocturnal uh, Rice says, yeah, um, starting to build a beer tower pool over on the left here. Well, yes, these are the ones I've had during lockdown beer shows. Um, uh, if, um, well, I, I should take you through to my kitchen. You can see what my, what, a, what, a, what a proper beer tower looks like. Um, because, uh, yes, I've got a, a whole bunch um, in there. Um, good evening to uh, Big Will underscore rugby from Twitter as well. So people joining us from Twitter and from YouTube. So thank you guys for joining us. Uh, just a quick recap of some of the news then from the last week. We've because uh, uh, it has been a big news week. Um, the All Blacks, uh, Maori All Blacks, the All Blacks Fifteen, the All Blacks Sevens, the Black Ferns, the Black Fern Sevens have all got a new sponsor for next year, which will be um, Alterad, uh, which is the uh, building firm uh, team. Um, also Bernard, hello, welcome from Facebook. Um, I've gone over that a few times as to my opinions on those. Uh, so that's uh, that, so yeah, that's happened. Uh, we've also got a new Super Rugby competition next year, Super Rugby Pacific, with the uh, 12 teams that we ex we expected, uh, round robin format, a few extra games, and then uh, half. Then sorry, no more than half. Eight teams heading into the quarterfinals. Uh, a very NFL, sorry, not NFL, NRL or AFL style uh, competition, um, which uh, is. Um, is is uh, coming up um the we've had player movements with um josh awani moving from the highlanders to the chiefs we've uh, uh, had him being backfilled um with the uh, the legendary marty banks or no, actually marty banks himself 
Um, and uh, also we uh, have uh, had uh, a couple of well, Karifi um, and uh, his partner uh, have uh, been hosting and going to parties as well during lockdown. So um, I think that's most of the uh, kind of news stories um, from the last week. We've also had Steve Hansen come out talking about the uh, game being overly complicated and needed a simplification of the laws um, as well. Have I missed any uh, news stories, boys, or any kind of comments on those news stories you would like to uh, chip in with? Got to take a bit of filling, I've got to say, an hour, but you'd be surprised um, once we get on a subject how far that uh, particular subject can go. It can go into a half hour or 40-odd minutes, and then we're, not, we're squeezed for time right at the end. But uh, no, not at, not at the moment, Paul. Uh, Bella, any particular ones? Look, I'm very, very happy about the fact that Joshua Ioane has found a home with the Chiefs. I think he'll be a, a good addition. The reason is... His style of play suits uh, the, the the type of players and player profiles the Chiefs have, and I think it's uh, it's it's good it's a good timely intervention for his career per se as well. I think he needs a bit of change of scenery because, as we all know, he's uh, he's a bit of a party boy. He likes to have a good time, and he's had his fair issues off field uh, deep down south. So I think great timing, and it's always nice to see players immediately find a home when they're uh, they've been released from contract. Uh, well, it doesn't sound like he's been released from his contract. It seems like his contract has just sort of been moved between teams um, because he's still got one more year of his of his uh, um, New Zealand rugby contract to go. Um, so that's um, that's what it looks like from uh, from the outside, anyway. May, I, um, but I obviously am not um, not part of it. Um, the yeah, uh, I think got... there, there was a there was a lot of internal pressure from the franchise to move him along, and I think. That's where NZR High Performance would have gotten involved to make sure that one of their contracted players does indeed have a home. So, you know, it kind of swings in roundabouts and all five franchises have a very good relationship with NZR High Performance. So this is, uh, I think it's a win-win situation for everybody. Yeah, absolutely. I think, uh, as you say, win-win situation that, uh, that uh, Joshua, I mean, he was stuck behind uh, Mitchell Hunt anyway down there. Uh, this way, he'll probably be first choice uh, 10 at the Chiefs. Uh, they've backfilled with uh, a, 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 um, with Marty Banks with a character with a a, uh, a cult figure down there, which will help with turnstile uh, numbers. Uh, and also, he's a he's a decent player as well as a back as, as a backup um, fly half. So yeah, as you say, uh, I think this this is one of those ones which is a win win situation uh, for everyone involved um, on that one. And uh, if he puts in a good performance, who knows? Maybe he will get a a renew a renewed contract at the Chiefs. Um, on that one, uh, there was a lot of rumours talking about him moving to Moana Pacifica, or lots of noise around that side of um, uh, of things. Uh, look, everybody, it, it, what, uh, what Stephen and I have gone and done is uh, I've gone through well nearly all the Premiership teams. I will have done by tomorrow. He's gone through all the Championship teams uh, in the uh, NPC, and we've pulled out all the players that we think are potentially available for Moana Pacifica and uh, the Fiji Drup. Uh, to give you an idea as to what those squads will be. That will be coming out as a supporter's special over the next couple of days. So look out for that one. If you'd like to become a supporter of New Zealand Sport Radio, then head over to patreon.com forward slash NZ Sports Radio uh, to become a supporter of New Zealand Sport Radio. Um, also, Simon was asking about the details of the, uh, the new sponsor. Um, I've just put a, a, um, a, uh, a link in the uh, live chat for everybody across uh, YouTube, Facebook, and um, Patreon, so YouTube, Facebook, and Twitter, um, to uh, to, the, to the recording of the show where we talk about that um, one. If you watch, listen to the next podcast that as well, you get even more information around the um, Alcharad sponsorship because yes, it does include some games being played in France. Um, wow! Now, looking forward to um, Bledisloe Cup three. Um, and uh, guys, I think in the uh, live chat, I put kind of like three kind of questions um, for you. I think the first one that we should uh, have a. Um, uh, I can't find my. Uh, my. Ah, um, oh, there we go. Um, is uh, what side do you think the All Blacks will put out or should put out um, the um, 
here is the uh, this, the squad that we've we've had that, that are heading over or that have headed over. Sorry, to um, Perth now. They were all at a, uh, having a party at a uh, after the Blitzer Cup two at a location of interest. Thankfully, all of them tested negative. Um, so um, the uh, uh, not uh, so so luckily nothing came out of that. But yeah, a little bit of a shock, and they all travelled unknowingly that it was a location of interest, um, folks. So uh, that was a little uh, scary story um, this week. But um, looking at uh, that squad, I think as a philosophy starting with you, Stephen. Uh, is it uh, should uh, should um, Ian Foster be doing mass changes for this one and try an experimental side? Uh, should it be small amount of changes or should he be putting out his best team for the Blazers Cup three? What, what's what's your view on on the approach he should take? Well, firstly, I think with the Blazers like Cup wrapped up, I think here's the perfect opportunity to actually um, rotate the squad because uh, if you if you think about the game, the upcoming games. They've got uh, in this particular rugby championship. There's a there's a certain team in green that I'm sure that they want to be on point by the by the time that they hit the ground running. And that's with the greatest of respect to both Australia and and the Pumas. Even though we shouldn't write those two teams off, I would like to think they'd make a, they'd make a few changes um, and bring bring some guys in who we haven't seen thus far in the first first two tests. I think this is a wonderful opportunity right here, right now, and I think there's a similar opportunity against Argent Argentina. I think you can roll your strongest side out maybe in the first game against Argent Argentina, run a team out, uh, give a lot of your reserves a run for that second game, and by the time you hit South Africa, I think you'll need to put two strong sides on the paddock two weeks in a row. So, what I'm saying and what I think he's going to do is pretty much what I just said. Bella, do you think uh, do, do, you, do you agree with that? Do you think exper uh, uh, experimental, full strength, experimental, full strength, full strength, which is what uh, um, Stephen suggested? Look, this is a double-edged sport. And I'll tell you why. I agree with uh, Stephen in principle because, again, if you're taking a squad, a wider squad of players, you know, it makes absolute sense to give players game time and give them opportunity to get some run-on form. But the other side of the equation is, of course, Perth as a venue. There is a statistical pattern. The All Blacks have not done well at all in Western Australia. If you recall the last game, we uh, lost by a record margin, uh, points against. Uh, obviously, there was a red card. So things haven't really uh, gone to plan for the All Blacks in that part of Australia. Um, so, it, it, look, it's, it's a bit of a toss-off because knowing that, as a coach, I wouldn't try an experimental site, experimental site. I'd, try, I'd, I'd give my uh, top starting 15 as well as the extended 23 uh, a run because a loss for Ian Foster would mean the heat would be right back on him. So it's, 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 it's a bit of a gamble if he goes in with an experimental site. However, because you've had a slightly extended break, judging by how both teams have responded with that extra week off, uh, the form's been a bit scratchy, so maybe there is room for the All Blacks to experiment. However, however, I am very, very nervy when it comes to statistical patterns. The reason why these patterns exist is, for whatever strange reason, out in the universe, it's got this strange way of, uh, uh, you know, forming these numbers and results. And All Blacks, as as I'm going to repeat myself again, they have struggled at Perth. So. Really depends on what side of the coin you want to subscribe to. Uh, if I was Ian Foster, I would take no chances. I would start my strongest and best 15 and make sure I kill this game inside the first 60 minutes. Well, I think I'm probably somewhere in between the two of you. I think there should be there'll be a, a number uh, uh, that uh, the next three games um, will not be the, will not be the strongest side, and we'll see rotation through. But I do think that there are. Um, combinations that really need more game time together and need to work and, and need to settle. One of the problems that uh, the All Blacks have currently is they are going through a rebuilding phase, and though they won't talk about that and say that. And I think that um, that, yeah, that, that we need more that the that certain player or certain team combinations need more time um, together. Uh, and I'm thinking particularly things like the back row, the uh, the back row, for example, is one area um, that I would suggest that they need. Uh, yeah, more, more time to gel and get used to playing with each other. 
uh, in that one thing I'd like to add is uh, from an experimental point of view this is perfect time for uh, Ian Foster in the sense that obviously with what's happening in, in Auckland and New Zealand at the moment with level 4 and level 3 you know there's there's not the greatest of interest on this game. Obviously, there's lots of distractions with COVID and lockdown. So uh, this might be the perfect camouflage for Ian Foster to roll out uh, uh, under the radar sort of side and actually get the W and then come out and say, hey, look, I, I said I put my second string side on the paddock and we still want. So it's, uh, it's going to be a, a very crucial week for more, more than just one reason. Yep, um, Simon makes a good point uh, that actually it's, it's good that the, that, this, that the stadium is sold out for this game. So that's fantastic. It shows that there is the interest in Australia uh, in rugby and uh, they, they've, I mean, they've had record um, crowds and also viewing figures for Super Rugby AU, um, for example, this year. So rugby is on, it definitely has a bit of a, bit of a resurgence over the ditch. Uh, and so, yes, it'll be a, that's why there's been no travelling support. So it's going to be a, a, a sea of... Um, of yellow or gold, uh, there won't be many black. Much, uh, I mean, obviously there'll be the expats out there, but uh, it'd be mainly a gold uh, fan base, or well, or, or the sea of blue. Um, so I think that there will be um, a lot of, uh, uh, yeah, a, a, a cauldron kind of atmosphere um, for this one. Let's be honest, uh, the All Blacks haven't made themselves popular over the other side either uh, of, of the ditch, which means that I think so. I think that animosity will come through uh, from the crowd. Uh, more so than to the players, but I think I think I think the crowd will have a good time barracking uh, the All Blacks uh, about whether they wanted to be there or not, etc. Um, in the live chat, we've got a, a mixture of people saying experiment, and uh, this is not a Mickey Mouse game. This is for the Rugby Championship. Play play your best side. Um, so yes, yeah, so as I say, I think it'll be a balancing act. I think over the next three weeks, we're going to see players rotated, and no player will play all three um, games um, in that one. The um, Paul, I was going to say, at, at, at some stage, we're, we're halfway through a rugby world cup cycle, pretty much. Um, <clears throat> at some stage, you're going to have to test your depth, you, you know, it's, it's all very well picking these guys, but if you if they're just basically holding tackle bags, um, you know, it kind of, kind of defeats the purpose, or you're going to end up running your top guys out all the time. At some stage, they're going to have to give guys like Joe Moody or Fatu Fussy. Uh, a run who have come back into rugby, guys, guys like uh, Braden Enor. At some stage, you've got to give them, you've got to give them game time. At some stage, without <clears throat> without Richie Moanga um, in Australia, you're going to have to give, um, dare I say it, um, Damian McKenzie time at first five. Um, you know because basically, if they have an injury to Bowden Barrett, well, that immediately changes changes your dynamics, doesn't it? Uh, it does, but I, I guess I guess the, the flip side to say building depth um, is that uh, we've uh, until well, about about two weeks ago we would uh, we were everyone was asking does Ian Foster know who who his best best fifteen is uh, because it's changed so much over the last uh, in, in the games that they have played over the last twelve months. So um, so from that point of view is that uh, that we've we've got depth maybe it's uh, hasn't had that much game time some of it. Uh, but from that point of view, um, Simon says that so that's what the Pacific Island Games and November Internationals are for, um, was uh, rather than this. Uh, so, um, but no, I, 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 I do agree with you both that, that, that there's no point taking players to carry tackle bags, and that I think every all of these players will play in the next three weeks at some point. Um, so then, um, the uh, Let's let's go about trying to pick and trying to even agree what uh, what 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 the the match day squad will be, uh, and let's start at the top there. Uh, who wants to start with hookers? Who, who who would you which hooker would you start with, and who would you put on the bench? Um, for for me, I would start with uh, uh, Cody Taylor, and I think Samasoni Takiaho has actually done enough to to command that bench position. Well. Well, I, I, I agree with the two selections, but I'd actually start with Tokeaho. I think I'd just run him like that wild rhino for the first mm -hmm. half and maybe 10 minutes in the second. Absolute, you know, beast. He just loves to smash people. And I think that would set the impetus. And once we get good, fast front football, it's game over. 
Um, again, this I think this is going to come down to who you wanted your props, but um, the and I, and I think I can I think I'm guessing which way um, Stephen's going to go there with the with the experienced hooker and two and two props who haven't had much game time recently. Uh, and if you're going to go that way, I would start with Cody Taylor. I wouldn't put a um, I wouldn't put an entirely sort of fresh front row on. Um, I'd be looking at uh, e e either a either either Taylor with 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 two newish props or um, Summer Sony with two props who were starting last at the last um, in in the last Test match. I you go. I think that's that's how I would uh, look at um, uh, doing uh, this one. Um, the um, Nocturnal Rights thinks actually Cody Taylor might lose his spot uh, in this uh, tournament. Uh, that's a big ask to suggest that uh, Cody Taylor wow. isn't number one. Uh, I think he's nailed on number one, uh, no, no. To, to my mind. Can we give Nocturnal a rep and uh, <laughs> he goes completely the other, other way? <laughs> Nocturnal, respect your brother, but I think you're on drugs on this one, mate. <laughs> no, look, Cody is clear cut number one. It's just that. Given that this is Bradislaw number three, uh, and and look, just looking at uh, Tokehago's form line and how he will make an impact, and looking at what you know the opposition they play, I'd love to see him run at some of those Aussie forwards. And soon as they, you know, they're a bit gun shy, and they have shown, and the, the statistics show that whenever Tokehago runs at people, chances are he will get at least five post tackle contact meters. Yeah. Yes. Uh, so yeah, big uh, big wills with you there, Stephen. What's uh, what's nocturnal smoking? Um, the um, the uh, okay. So those are the two with Asfar Amua um, taking a rest this weekend. Now eight props. I mean, wow, we've got a lot of props here. Um, who would you who who would you start and who would you put on the bench? Uh, bar. Well, I'd I'd, I'd start with the uh, two proven starters this uh, season so far. With Bauer and De Groot, as far as the bench, I would bring Joe Moody definitely on because uh, statistics and history has showed that he, whenever Joe Moody plays the Wallabies, he's had an outstanding game. Apart from uh, I think he picked up one injury. Uh, the other front rower, I would go with uh, either Big Carl or Ofa, depending on how Ofa has pulled up with his fitness this week in preparation for the captain's run. Stephen, you with you on, on board with that? Yeah. Um, at some stage, you're going to have to give both Orpha and um, and Joe, Joe Moody a, a, a run at this stage. I, I would probably have them off the. I'd have both of them off the bench, and I would actually bring Carl to Nukiafi in as a starter on the Lucid side and keep Nepo Lolala. That's unlucky for for George Bauer, but they would be my four starting props. The um, as I said, I think all, all these guys will get a start or, or get some game time over the next three weeks. Um, but uh, yeah, I, I, as you say, coming back, I think again, yeah, Moody and Offer have got to come from the bench if they're going to be in, involved in this one. Um, the uh, look, Ethan de Groot's just so much fun, you, you, you kind of want to see him given given game mm. time. Um, but uh, yeah, I find it so, so difficult with props, so I'll, I'll just go with uh, go, go with you guys on that one. Um, from the locking department, I think with Sam Whitelock, obviously oh, we forgot to mention there at the top of the hookers, obviously that uh, Dane Coles is missing um, and uh, will be joining uh, to make that a, a group of four um, in there. Uh, so, yes, and, and a lot of people are saying that it's, uh, yeah, Taylor, or Aaron saying yeah, Taylor's number one and the other two guys are number three waiting for Dane Coles to come back. I'm not so sure about that one. I think number two is up for grabs at the moment. Um, I think obviously some of Sony and um, Sephora don't have the same experience as Dane does. But uh, I think uh, I think time is telling on Dane and the number of injuries he's had as well. Um, Paul, uh, kind of start, starting to tell um, with him. Paul, I was going to say the only thing that is really against a Safu Amua is just primarily his size. If I'm not sure with his size, we know he's strong, but I don't know if he's quite big enough in the in the hooking stakes. Where with the Samosoni, he does add some real genuine bulk to this team. So for him, this is a huge opportunity to cement himself as the third hooker and then make a play at the second, second or first spot over the next two seasons. Yep. Moving on to locks in with uh, Sam Whitelock missing. 
um, and uh, joining later on. Um, you've got to say that uh, Brady Italic has to start uh, in this game, um, for my mind, to keep that experience there. Uh, he's also been showing some better form and needs more game time um, after his time in Japan. Uh, for, the, for that mind, I would then probably start Scott Barrett alongside him and um, bring um, probably the eye off the bench. Or, um, but um, I'm happy either way with those two. Stephen, you, you, you're, you're, you're pursing your lips and putting your head to the side there. <laughs> that, yeah, that obvious. Um, yeah, once again, it, it's about giving some guys some game time. Um, Scott's come off, come off the bench. And I, you know what? I'd probably use him off the bench again. I'd actually start with Tui Pulotu and Retallick as a combination. You've got a genuine front of the line-out grafter, heavy man, carrier, and you've got your line-out, line-out winner, your taller man in the middle. Uh, lots of nodding there from uh, Boa for our podcasting listeners who are listening rather than watching the show. Uh, I think, I think he, he, he agrees with you on that one then. And, uh, no question. We, we, we start with our two most experienced locks. Patrick Tupoloto and Ritalik, and we get Wai off the bench. I will not cite Scott Barrett on that pitch purely because of that last red card, <laughs> which 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 put a big gaping hole in us. So Scott Barrett, line through him for this one. Go with our best uh, two starting locks and blood Wai for some experience. So you, you don't think um, Scott Barrett's got some demons to lay to rest here, and they, and it should be given the opportunity to do that? Not at Perth. He can do that somewhere else. But that's the whole point is that demons are in Perth. That's where you have to lay them to rest. <laughs> like, like, like I said, I, I, get, I get twitchy feet about these uh, statistical patterns. I don't know what causes it, but I respect it. And for that very fact, I would just leave Scott Pratt completely out of the equation. There you go. Uh, Arun, Arun uh, uh, agrees with me as well. Retallic, Tupelo 2, and Y off the bench. Easy. The, it is actually one of the easiest... Um, uh, positions, I think, for us to for, for us to discuss. Uh, moving on then to the uh, Lucy's now. Akira, uh, sorry, Ardi Sadea has got to start as captain. Um, for my mind, I'd probably have um, Papi Lihi uh, and um, Akiriwani because I think this is a combination that needs work. Uh, in Big Will's going though for um, Blackadder, um, Papi Lihi and Sadea. Um, Bowie, do you want to lead on this? One? Show, show your thoughts on this one. Where, where would you go with this? Uh, Combination. Look, I've, I've, I've got a few concerns about Papa Ali, particularly because he missed some very soft tackles in that last game at Eden Park. But on the other hand, I love his aggression and he is, you know, quintessentially a battering ram along with um, Joanne as well. So um, I don't want to tinker too much with that uh, uh, back row. I, I, you know, my preferred starting back three would be Joanne at six. Uh, Papa Ali at seven, and obviously Adi Skippering at eight. Uh, the question mark or the asterisk is I'd really like to see what Hoskins Satutu's form has been like at training. And again, I take my mind back to the game he played at Eden Park last year against the Wallabies. You know, he had, he had an outstanding game. Um, and again, it's for me, it's horses for courses. So I would asterisk uh, Satutu on the bench, but start with my best back three. Well, Stephen, you, you, you're shuffling around there, ready to, to give us your thoughts. No, no, no listen, I, I don't disagree. I think that loose forward trio remains the same. And I think Jacobson simply makes that the bench because he can cover all, all three positions equally well. A little a little bit tough on uh, Hoskins at, at this stage. I must say, just a, a side note on Hoskins Satutu, and it pro- pretty much tells me why he's got such good skills. I actually saw an old video of... Hoskins playing for Marist under-21s in the Auckland Rugby under-21 final against uh, Papa Toy Toy. Now, this was from maybe two or three seasons ago. And guess what position he was playing? Winger. First five. Oh, first five? Played, oh, wow. Played, played first five. So that was yeah, quite quite a stunning. Listen, if, we, if, we, if I can find that video, I'll um, try and pop it up on the uh, uh, NZ Sport Radio website, but it gives you a, a little bit of insight. Facebook the, the, Yeah, our Facebook site, uh, uh, beg your pardon. That'll just give you a, a bit of an insight to the guys' just skill level. Just It, it, it is crazy, but you are right. At some stage, we're going to have to get them back on. But like I say, we are making a few little tweaks here and that combination just seems to be getting better 
better and better. You know, once they, once we've got them established, then you know what they're doing. Yeah, yeah what, so I, what I like, sorry, what I like, what I was going to say, Paul, was what I like about uh, Hoskins is his ability, his kicking skills, that ability to chip and chase and also read the play out wide is, is outstanding. And uh, what, what I saw him do against the Wallabies, uh, you know, it was exceptional. So I think horses for courses, I just have that little inkling that he's going to do something real special. So there you go. Boa, the, uh, the the coach telling you we now pick number eights on the kicking ability. Um, the um... <laughs> Well, yeah, because with the rule changes, particularly with the uh, 2250, all those grubbers behind and Hoskins has that ability. If anyone in this all back side, probably apart from Richie Maunga and Borden Barrett, because it's in their job description anyway, I would actually pick based on you know the evidence which uh, Stephen Harris has presented as well, because... He has played at first five. Hoskins Tutu. He has that ability to grubber, which is a bit of a dying art in the modern game. Oh, look, it, it, it is good. I, 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 I am uh, uncomfortable with the balance of these Lucys, though. You've got Jacobson, who's been playing number eight for Waikato. You've got Ardi Surveyor, who were playing at eight. We've got Hoskins Tutu, who is an eight. Um, you've then got Blackadder and Akiri, who and Anuari, who are both very much sixes. And Papi Lihi is really the only seven now. I'm, I'm not. I'm not a fan of this. I don't think I'm. I'm not comfortable with the balance of those six. I think there's a bit of a lack at seven there, which may mean that Ardi gets overplayed um, over this series of games. And that's just my my, my, my little concern um, on uh, on on that one. Uh, moving to the um, the inside backs then, and uh, Bowden Barrett will clearly start at ten, as he's the only person listed <laughs> as a ten in the in the side. Um, inside him though, um, uh, so Big Will's gone for um, TJ uh, starting at nine. Uh, do you bring him uh, back, back to start, or do you start off with Weber um, and then put TJ on the bench? Um, Stephen, we'll just uh, ask him to unmute himself and be good. Yeah, it'll be it'll be harsh on Weber. He he would. Gee, once again. Although, you know what, I think I'd start, start with TJ simply because he's actually got that combination with, with Barrett from his, from his hurricane days. Extremely harsh on, on, on Weber, but Weber would definitely be coming off the bench. Bo? Uh, I'd, I'd be more inclined to start with uh, Brad Weber. You know, like I said, the strategy has to be, given that we've struggled at this venue, look to kill this game in the first 60 minutes. He brings that X factor. He brings the spark. Um, and I think start with him, get TJ Perinara on to finish the last quarter. Uh, but again, you know, it's, you know, you, you can go either way because Steve makes a very good point, particularly with experience. Uh, but I just feel that with the opposition and, and uh, uh, a real fast, fast track, Bradley McCormick Weber is the man for the job to start at number nine with Borden Bear. McCormick, is that really his middle name? Brilliant. Um, it is. And also, I said, Borden Barrett being the only specialist, 10 shows the sex of being too conservative. Look, Richard Mwanga is going to be joining. The question is, uh, uh, only question is really how long. Um, and um, uh, he's suggesting this might be a problem against South Africa. Well, look, uh, I think Richard Mwanga is probably trying to get out there in time for those games. Um, if not, we've had TJ has played at uh, at ten for the All Blacks uh, before. You obviously got um, uh, Dave McKenzie who can do that. Uh, and all. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. 
If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. So, Jordi Barrett, uh, David Havili uh, has also played at 10 uh, recently for the Crusaders as well. So, look, you've got there's, there's plenty of options there uh, if they need it. Uh, but so yeah, you would you would want a specialist ten starting uh, against the Springboks. I do agree. Um, now I've quite deliberately not uh, gone for the uh, um, to, to to say which uh, kind of who the who the backup fly half is on the bench because that's uh, I think that's going to depend on who you put in your back three. Um, but uh, looking at the centres, we've obviously got uh, Enor back, um, David Avili, Rico Wani. Anton Leonard Brown and uh, Quinn Tapia in there. Um, Aaron, so yes, just that perhaps Hosking Satutu is the uh, is perhaps he's the the, the replacement. Um, he's the backup uh, fly half. Uh, there you go. Uh, I've always been yes. Uh, saying look, there, there is definitely a tactical suggestion here of, of a crash ball fly half um, that uh, people have not uh, not have, has not been investigated enough in my mind. Um, so. Um, so there we go. Um, the uh, uh, yeah, Ram says that TJ is not a real ten. Uh, he's there only for fun, easy games. Uh, well, true. Uh, it was a uh, it was a tier two game at the Rugby World Cup where he played ten. Uh, but uh, but look, he can cover in a pinch. Uh, I want to say there's a, there's a number of players who can do that. Um, right, so you only have confidence in Dave McKenzie that um, TJ Hadili. Uh, who else did I say? Jordy uh, and um, yeah, and Jordy all, all were bit sort of makeshift tents. Let's be honest. Um, the uh, so big world goes ALB and Tapia, the uh, the Chiefs combination for the centres there. Uh, if it is those two, then it'll be Tapia at twelve and ALB at thirteen, as they were playing at the Chiefs. Um, uh, boys, are a bit a bit harsh on Havili if you're in that way. What what are your thoughts on this one? For me. Um... That would be that would be harsh. Um, if you think back to <clears throat> the start of the season or the opening combination, that if you think back to those Fiji tests, the guy, the two guys that they started were with was Havili and Anton Leonard Brown. I think Foster will probably want to see those two together at least a little a little bit more because it was his original um, strong combina- combination. So for me. I, I like the way Harvelli plays. He just offers something a little bit different. Got a he's a, a second five with a kicking game as well. That's what that's what I like at international rugby is a midfielder who has got a kicking game. And of course Anton Leonard Brown comes back into the squad. What also probably tells me tells you about another selection um, uh, on the flanks for me. Uh, so who do you who do you then also put on the bench? Um in terms of uh, the player coming on the bench, for the, um, yeah, for, for just, just to cover the centres. Oh, crikey! I th- I think you're probably looking at Rico Yuani, but to be honest, I I would be I would be starting Rico Yuani on the on the wing. Um, that's 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 for me personally. I'm just not too sure about that. Just let just let me think about it once we get to the uh, or we make. Well, our, throw, our, throw it over to Boa. Boa, what are your thoughts on the, yeah, the combination? Uh, big rules suggests here that um, Havili's already played every game. Yeah, well, that, that that certainly is true. However, I think this is the single uh, biggest loophole this All Black side at Perth this Sunday can actually exploit. The reason is Maduka Roa's best export, Hunter <laughs> Paisami, who now plays for the Wallabies, will not be available. So the Wallabies are without their first choice, second five. Let's get Harvey started in there. Let's get him running hard onto that ball, into that bread basket. Just watch how the line breaks start. It'll be game over inside that first 20 minutes, provided we get fast quick ball. So start with Harvey get Rico Yohane at 13. We get Anthony Brown off the bench, again, coming off to finish that last maybe 30 or 20 minutes. But let's get our best player on the run-on form we have seen from the last few games on the statistics into that pivotal position. Let's get him some quality ball. And, I, and, I, and I'm pretty sure, gentlemen, this is the one position and one area where we can easily beat and dominate the Wallabies. Um, so I guess it's the same three you've both kind of mentioned there. The only question is whether uh, um, Havili or 
Rico um, starts, sorry, um, uh, Anton or Rico starts, and or which one goes on the bench there, uh, leaving out Enor uh, and uh, Quintapaya um, there. I guess the, the, the two junior members of that um, of, of that combination can be with uh, yeah. rugby experience uh, in that point of view. So I guess you're expecting to bring those guys involved, get those guys involved uh, against Argentina um, with that one. Uh, having heard, I hadn't, had, had, I hadn't twigged that Havili had played every single game. Um, so I think there is so there is possibility of yes of, of resting him for this one, but there has been a two week break, was it three week break now since the last yeah. game anyway? So uh, perhaps play him now, then rest him against Argentina. Um, I think it's possibly the the, the way uh, the way to go. And, um, and, that, and also keep in mind if they start Samu Karevia, and I really hope they do, uh, you know Havili is going to run circles around me. Keep in mind he's coming back from sevens rugby transitioning and straight into an All Blacks game. So good luck. And um, I wish Karevi all the best because he's going to need all that luck. Well, off the back of um, uh, off the back of uh, playing in Japan um, as well, uh, then, yeah, then Sevens, as you say, he hasn't had, had any 15s recently um, with that one. Um, but we're going to talk about the Wallabies after this. So let's just wrap up the, uh, the back three then. Um, a lot of people calling for um, Jordy Barrett to be given an opportunity um, at um, at 15. Uh, then in the live chat, we've had suggestions um, for that we should stick with uh, what we had at the end there with uh, Reese uh, and Will Jordan. Um, is that the back three you would go for, guys? Man, George Bridge seems to have fallen out of uh, uh, seems in, in, in the public size anyway has sort of fallen out of favour recently. <laughs> I don't know if he's fallen out of favour. I just think there's probably better players with a little bit more X factor around him. You know, for for me, the back the back three, I'm 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 thinking, yeah, you probably start with Damien McKenzie again at, at fullback. Severus is on one wing, and and for me, Rico Rico Ioani stays stays out on the flank for for now. But that also gives you the opportunity to have either Will Jordan or Jordy Barrett. Off the bench. Uh, I'm going to throw some wood in the fire. Boa, your, your thoughts on this, but Oh, look, clear topic for me. Um, DMAC at fullback, and I'll start Reese and Jordan on the wings. Um, I, you know, you're right. Uh, you know, George Bridge, he hasn't really fallen out of favour. It's just that, <laughs> yeah. you know, if, if each and every other player, when they've been given an opportunity, you know, they've taken it with both hands, and, you know, his. He had a, I wouldn't say he had a, uh, he had a scratchy form line, anything but that. He just had a few moments where you know people just ask question marks, saying, "Has he lost speed, etc., cetera, etc.?" Cetera. And I can assure you, he hasn't. Uh, looking at all the GPS stats, uh, but yeah, I'd, I'd actually throw in uh, Jordy Barrett in there, just as a finisher, and mm. also that that last quarter. I feel that the All Blacks, looking at the form line we've been presented with, coming off a bit of a break. We've been a bit scratchy in that last 20 minutes. So mm. any opportunity we get the points, let's shoot for goal. And boy, we you know he's, we all know he's got a cannon of a boot on him. So I'd go with those um, starters as well as Jordan Barrett coming off the bench. Yeah, yeah I was going to say the other the other option is maybe DMAC comes off the bench and then you give Will Jordan that opportunity at, at fullback. So there's a, another option there. I, what I do like about what Jordy... Barrett does bring to the game. Boy, he's got such a big boot. He can carve off, carve off some some big ground. He's a great 50-22 option as well. With, with... oh, he's just we've just lost him. Um, and uh, uh, Paul, one thing I'm just going to chip in as well. I think uh, we might actually see Dmac play a little bit at first five at some point in this game. So let's just yes. keep that in the the background as well. Yeah, and that's why that's that's why I kind of didn't ask for who, who was going to be the uh, your, your, your ten replacement because yeah, the replacements clearly are going to be uh, depending on whether D Mac I think will be involved whether he's on the bench or whether he's at fifteen he'll be he'll be there as backup for um, Bowden Barrett. I can't see them going with one of the other guys uh, as that um, uh, as, as as that backup. Uh, personally, I don't think we'll see Rico um, on the wing, um, but I do think we need. I do think. Uh, particularly against South Africa, that we're going to need bomb diffusers. So we need two fullbacks. And I, so I would definitely give, uh, and I think out of Will Jordan, Bowden Barrett, sorry, Will Jordan, Jordy Barrett, and Dave McKenzie, Will Jordan's the best winger of the three. Um, and so I would be giving him time on the right wing 
uh, in preparation ahead of the uh, the the, um, the Springbok tests because I want uh, someone who can deal with those high balls that we're going to get. Uh, so I, I would uh, have him on the right wing. Um, the uh, then that means we'll uh, have Stephen back with us, um, and um, and yeah, I think it's time to give uh, Dave McKenzie a break and put him at uh, on the bench, and I'll put uh, yeah Geordie at fullback, and then Sever Reese on the left wing, and I think Rico um, skips uh, uh, will either be on the bench or um, or skips his game. Um, probably on the bench for me, along with Dave McKenzie um, and uh, TJ um, on that one. Um, so there you go, folks. That's what we think the um, the squad is going to uh, to look like. Um, whether um, uh, Aaron St. Joy needs game time for the South Africa games. Look, I'm not sure whether he will actually get to play uh, against South Africa. For my, for my mind, I think his height and his extra physicality, uh, again, for that high ball, um, will be a good option, will, will be the way to go against South Africa. But um, clearly, so far this season, DMAC has been the first choice 15 for the um, uh, for, for the coaching staff. Uh, so that's the All Black side of things, folks. Um, from the Wallabies side of things, where do they go um, from here? Uh, do are we? Do you think um, uh, for them it's uh, keep with the best team that, that they can, which means sort of consistency as much as possible? Uh, obviously, they've lost a couple of players who are off to have to travel to see their partners who are about to have kids. A bit like the All Blacks have missed three players. Um, which includes Hunter Paisami, and I've gone blank as to Lukai Solikai. Yeah, Lukai Solikai, yeah, Lotto. Thank you. Um, are, there, are there two that are missing? So, um, Boa, what's the, what, what's, what do you think Rennie's approach is going to be? Is it going to be uh, um, just replace those two and keep the best team out there? No question. Absolutely. He cannot afford another loss. More so, uh, given that they're coming off an extended break, you know, he, he can't afford uh, a, a loss, which say is you know fifteen plus points. Uh, that's it. Wallabies historically, you know, history and uh, the form line at the venue is on their side. So he has to make every bit of that count. Put his best fifteen and finishing uh, extended twenty three on game day. He just he just replaces uh, those two players plays the uh, strongest 15 and try and beat this all-black juggernaut. Yeah, don't disagree with uh, with Boy. I mean, it's other two changes. I think you'll probably see Darcy Swain come into the lock to replace uh, um, Salakai Lotto. So that's just a straight straight swap. Um, I'm not 100% sure whether they'll play Samu Karevi. I think probably Ekito has, has probably done enough in terms of what, I, what I've actually seen of him on the field, especially against the French, to maybe warrant a starting place or else. Um, the only other thing is maybe they, they, they if be interesting to see if um, if Dave Rennie would be a little bit more conservative, it's conservative and, he go, and he goes back to um, maybe Matt Tumor in that number 12 jersey. For me, um, I probably personally wouldn't go there. Um, I think I think they just need to do something a little bit different. Yeah, totally agree. I don't want to see Tamua um, at um, in that twelve jersey. Uh, look, I mean, there's been a lot of talk about Quade Cooper as well uh, as Karevi, obviously with um, uh, James O'Connor still injured. That means that Lolaseo uh, is um, will be is, is expected to start uh, now. If you don't have James, if you don't have um, sorry Matt Tamua, um, then the other option is uh, obviously Quade Cooper uh, to come off the bench, um, which would be uh, an interesting one. Uh, look. The with um, with Tamua being so out of form, I'm not actually anti having Quaid there, but he's just had no game time recently, which is going to be the problem for me. Uh, but uh, but I get, I get to me that um, that problem there, uh, or that, that 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 is a problem for them, is that second is backup fly half because there just doesn't seem to be any options at the moment. Uh, yeah, look, I I wouldn't risk uh, getting Quaid out there. He's gonna if they're two. I think he's going to get a very, very harsh reality check. Uh, this is test level. You are playing the All Blacks. And I think uh, you don't need to give the All Blacks any more motivation than the man who really loved to rub it in uh, when he played the All Blacks, particularly that you know ugly history with Richie McCoy, where he put the knee in and all that sort of grubby antics. Um, one thing I do have to say is 
if the wallabies want to be really successful in this test they really need to focus on their goal kicking because the all blacks as you've seen in in their games thus far they've had a high propensity of giving away a lot of penalties and it's been a very consistent pattern of penalties particularly uh in between their own 22 and halfway so that is an area i sincerely hope the wallabies have done their homework and practice their goal kicking because the more they can actually slow this game down the more they will stall the all blacks what they don't want happening is giving the all blacks lightning quick ball in that first quarter it'll be game over in fact uh it could it, you know it, we could have the floodgates open so they they've got to play smart rugby they got to play territory and they've got to get their goal kicking right on point and this is the problem is there not so much as your left field retire at 15 look i don't i don't think we'll see retire at 15 um but banks has not been great uh, and as he says yeah for goal kicking um then tumua but yeah but we've just said we don't really want to move on the pitch just for his goal kicking the other option then is reese hodge at fullback um uh, potentially uh to cover off on that one um and that does definitely mean you cannot give penalties away around halfway because he'll easily uh knock them over a bit like jordy has plenty of range so i i would be happy to see hodge um reese hodge um in there um sometime um for that one uh and um yeah ram makes the point there that uh Uh, that Quaykook is a good option because of the experience he brings uh, to the side. Yes, he does, um, but um, and with seventy um, caps, uh, he is the only the only player with more caps. Or sorry, two players with more caps: uh, James Slipper um, and Michael Hooper. So he's the third most capped or Wallaby in this squad. Yeah. But um, still, to me, he's just not had game time, and that's the, that's the real problem. And, and and not to mention, are you gonna if two more if two more If you had the choice of two more or Quay Cooper on the bench, you'd probably be more likely to go with 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 two more, especially more so if uh, Lola Seal, um, you know, um, picked up an injury during the game. Yeah. And they they have played Hodge at ten before, so I mean, Hodge could be the backup ten um, as well is another option. But it, but uh, I guess that goes down the makeshift route that uh, that we've seen that we've been talking about with the All Blacks as well, who's not played ten much or at all this season. I don't think. Um, for Jens, uh, uh, if, if I know Dave Rennie, I mean, he's look, he's a very astute coach, very strategic thinker. I think he's just got Quade Cooper there just as a distraction, really, so yeah. the media can write about him. It's what I call the Jake Paul effect, you know, the YouTuber who, who pretends to be a professional boxer, that sort of thing. Um, and no, I, I don't think uh, Dave Rennie will have any part of uh, game day squad for Quade. He's you know, he's he's probably there to be a bit of a mentor. um but you know he's been out of the game and particularly the modern test game changes at a rapid rate or not it's just it's just going to be uh suicidal to throw someone in like that with no recent experience or recent run on form yep no you've got you right he, he's doing a fantastic job in hogging in in giving the media something to talk about um which isn't about the fact that, Ray, that Dave Rennie's lost so many games right um so he's he's changed the he's, he's managed to get the narrative away from the the record of 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 having lost the last two games etc uh to something else uh so yeah he's it's been perfect from that from that point of view um so uh the i guess the the only other thing that um, actually I forgot the one news story that we didn't talk about at the beginning um that uh, that I think we did that um that uh, I'd, I'd like to get your opinion on um Boa and before we uh, knock off which is um Aaron, oh sorry before we, before we move on uh we'll have live live post match reaction to the Bledisloe Cup 3 here um so don't forget to join us on Facebook YouTube and Twitter for live post match reaction to Bledisloe Cup 3 on Sunday um for for that game um but uh, something that uh, that Stephen and I um spotted that's got announced just as we were or we spotted just during the during the uh, lockdown beers that uh, goes like out live on uh, Twitter folks um is that um Aaron Moga ma major or uh, how do you say, how do you pronounce the name I've got I've got it I've, 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 major. major 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 like major. Derby major. Ranks. major actually actually um, a, um, uh, a bit of a backdrop story obviously um Aaron Major is, is related to uh to um to Nathan Major as, as well both brothers for both former Cantabrians both former Crusaders as well and in the case of Aaron's carved out a, a reasonable Uh, career but um they are nephews of the great speedway rider 
and his name, his second name is Major, but I've forgotten Scotten his uh, first name. So maybe one of our uh, our our um, viewers don't can worry. Help no, 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 help, we don't need to. Me. We don't need to go to the uh, go to lunch. Ivan Major is who you're Ivan Major. There, there you go. I've, I've, Ivan Major, one of the great uh, Speedway greats. So that's a uh, nephew of, um, or uncle of. Yep. And uh, also uh, their cousins are Connor and uh, Jackson Garden Basher as well. Wow. So, uh, so yes, yeah, so a, a rugby family through and through. Um, and uh, Wikipedia is a fantastic source for all this kind of stuff. Um, the um, <laughs> so, but what do you think of his appointment as the as or, or, well, not the rumored appointment as the um, Moana Pacifica head coach? Look, Aaron's uh, look honestly a very interesting choice, a really interesting choice because he's not your most expressive coach. He's you know, he's a very quiet guy. He sits in the corner and he's very strategic. He's got all his plans well laid out. I mean, he's had a stint with, I think, uh, I think he was coaching at Leicester for the Leicester Tigers yep. in the Premiership. And then he was with the Highlanders. Um, so interesting school of thought. Uh, me personally, I, uh, as far as Moana Pacifica, I would have gone uh, a very different route. Uh, but, you know, he's, he's got the credentials. He's got the experience. Uh, and he is a bit of a tactician. So it'll be interesting to see how all the players in Mono Pacifica respond to that style of coaching, that type of coaching. Uh, because, you know, the, the, the Pacific style of play is very unstructured. Uh, and, and, you know, having, having mentored, uh, worked with, coached, and, you know, coached coaches who uh, work predominantly in a club where, you know, we have, you know, 97 percent of our players are from Pacific Island uh, origin in South Auckland. Um, you know, you've got to get the mix of structure, strategy, planning with the razzle-dazzle just right. You, you, you know, you, you, get the, you get the right mix. It's a very, very dangerous, potent cocktail of rugby. But if you do, you know, if you overcoach things and if you over-strategize, over-plan, it's, it's going to be a very negative sort of response. So, um, He's a, he's a clever, he's a clever old rooster, Aaron Major, and he's, uh, you know, he's certainly got uh, a lot of playing experience uh, with a lot of Pacific Island players. Uh, so hopefully, you know, he can stitch this all together. Uh, but in, in my, you know, my honest opinion, I think it's a very intriguing and very interesting choice. Uh, but let's just wait and see, because end of the day, the proof will be in the pudding. Absolutely. I mean, look, Simon says, yeah, that, that what Moana uh, is going to need is coaching experience. And sure, he has got experience um, as, a, as a Crusaders assistant. Uh, that period at Leicester Tigers uh, has been assistant coach for Samoa. So he's got experience of dealing with the the, the, the culture that's uh, there um, or being part of that culture. Uh, and then also with the Highlanders as head coach. Now, um, I guess my only point is that his time at Leicester Tigers wasn't successful uh, as he... Uh, Kind of went in, took over from Richard Cockrell, and then left soon afterwards. It was not a great time for the Leicester Tigers. Um, again, at the Highlanders, not a, not a particularly successful. I'm not sure that we consider that to be a successful time between uh, his time at the, the, the Highlanders either, uh, and got replaced by Tony Brown. Um, so I guess his two head coaching stints haven't gone well. Uh, it would be my view. So I think from that point of view, I'm, I'm a bit reticent. I'm a bit um, a little bit concerned. But Simon does make the point. Who else would coach them? So, I mean, who, who else is available to coach them um, with that one? Is, 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 is the question. Um, and with that, I'd say, look, you've got, again, people who have perhaps haven't got some, um, uh, in some situation, you've got players like, people like, I mean, Colin Cooper is currently coaching club rugby uh, in Taranaki. So he would be, uh, um, obviously, a successful Taranaki coach. Um, not 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 had the, uh, had real injury problems when he was head at um, as, as as Chiefs head coach didn't go down very well. Um, with uh, um, so I mean there are other, um, Joe Schmidt is not available. He's working for World Rugby, um, nocturnal. Uh, Kefu, big will suggest. I mean, any, any other thoughts about sort of experienced coaches? Look, I, about I, I have a very strong suggestion and someone who I'd love to see uh, coach Mona Pacifica is uh, current Auckland NPC coach, Alam Arumia. I've got a lot of time for Alam. I've done a lot of work with him. Um, and I think he, he, he brings a real level-headed approach, particularly around players of Pacific Island descent, 
where he gives the right amount of structure and right amount of freedom. And I'll, I'll quote something I heard a while back. Uh, this was late 90s, early 2000s. Former All Black prop Brad Johnston, when he was coaching Fiji. I remember uh, in one interview, they asked him, so what's it like coaching Fiji? And he said, look, I have 14 wingers and one scrum half. That's what he said. <laughs> so sometimes with, with these players, you know, you just got to give them the right amount of freedom so that they can go and express, uh, you know, you know, that DNA in their rugby. And that's what hunters will come to, you know, you, you're never ever going to, you're never ever going to get a South African or Springbok style rugby from Moana Pacifica. They'll throw it around and that is their strength. And if you recall all the way back uh, when the All Blacks played the, uh, Pacific Islanders, uh, I think it was uh, early 2000s up in North Harbour Stadium. Same sort of thing. Soon as the game opened up, it was all razzle-dazzle. And that really brought that Pacific Island style of rugby into the forehand. You give these guys a bit of confidence and momentum. Boy, they're going to be very difficult to stop. But to do that, you have to have the right ringleader, ringmaster, and orchestrator. In my view, I think Alam Arimia would have been a fantastic choice. Uh, but Let's wait and see how Mr. Major carries on. Well, I say it's rumoured at the moment. It hasn't been announced yet. We'll have to wait and see if it does actually does actually happen. Um, so we'll, we'll, we'll have to see. Well, I guess I am starting to get a bit concerned that they haven't announced any head coaches or players. Uh, and I say uh, Stephen Harris and I will go through, or I have gone through, or going through all of the NPC squads to show you kind of to give you an idea as to who is available potentially or who they could put together um, for that uh, for that squad. So. Um, so, folks, look out for that video over the next uh, coming days. Um, sorry, Stephen, I'll give you a chance to talk about the uh, on this topic. Yeah, Paul, really, really quite excited about that. I've um, what I'll do over the next uh, uh, twelve hours or so. I'll actually post all the Bunnings NPC Championship squads, but I'll also highlight a lot of um, Pacific Island players that we do have in a lot of these teams. And even just going through a, a quick list that I made this evening, I, I probably found about fifty odd names who are. Who, are, who don't strike me strike me as as contracted and what I'm to mean by contracted super rugby uh, contracted players but players that are just outside that group may have been in, in wider groups and even some real high profile names that have actually played uh, super rugby in the Otago squad the likes of Jerome Ainsley has played a little bit of super rugby of course uh, uh, Jared Jared Adams who we know from Auckland here Ray Nuya guys like that you know these are these are guys that have got a lot of mileage under their belt, but I, I know one player that we we touched on and we think might be one of the first signings uh, for this uh, Moana Pacifica uh, squad is uh, Sekupi Kepu, who's with the county's Manukau squad. Okay, a lot of people will say he's in the in the at the veteran stage, but boy, he would bring a whole lot of experience uh, to a Pacific Island Island side. But um, there's plenty of talent. I'll pa I'll post these on the. Uh, New Zealand Sport Radio uh, uh, Facebook site. So have a look. Give us give us your thoughts in in terms of what you think. I'll try and help you out and maybe highlight uh, a few players who have represented their uh, their um, their nation in the in the past. Yeah, Steve, um, uh, don't don't forget uh, a few of the Japanese players because given where it's been playing on a transfer window, you can get get guys like you know uh, Ata Maikiola, who's played a bit of rugby at my club. You know, absolute destruction machine at uh, out wide, and of course, guys like uh, Amanaki Mafi. I know Mafi had a bit of a, a history with his uh, off-field antics, but that's all behind him. So there's there's a very wide talent pool. It's just that you know, hopefully, the managerial machine can get in order and um, you know line up all their ducks in a row. And just and just before we go, you know, selection is in the eye of the beholder. I on our own chat group site, I sort of posted three players who were basically missed by the Blues. And, you know, they, they, those three players that I, I posted weren't, weren't too half bad either. You know, one of them happens to be Aaron Smith, who was in the 2010 Blues wider training squad. Guys like uh, uh, Teleni Sal was, an, was another player. I just forget the other, uh, other player I might have mentioned. But sometimes some talent can be missed in your development squads, only, only because guys, guys are either have been contracted for one, two or three years and that sort of underlying talent gets missed. I suppose that's going to be the challenge for this Mana Pacifica uh, coaching staff. Um, yeah, absolutely. I'm just going to go back to a question from Nocturnal Wright. says, what was the problem uh, the Auckland players had with Iremaya 
um, he got results. Well, look, he's still there. Um, he's not going, and uh, he doesn't have to leave and go to Moana Pacifica. I guess part, part, part of the issue with him going to Moana Pacifica might be his contract uh, being available. Um, but uh, look, last year was a very tough time for him. Uh, he had family people who were um, sick through uh, through COVID, uh, and um, also uh, a lot of people. Uh, so his his, um, uh, his funding was cut um, considerably, and a lot he had a lot of people helping him out. Uh, working or basically volunteering for free um, on the MPC one. He got very emotional uh, towards the end of that season. Uh, I've got a, a, uh, an interview with him, personal interview with him, um, where uh, where he broke down uh, and, and actually cried during that, uh, that I was asked not to publish, and I have not published it. But uh, um, one of the, uh, I think it was the Herald or whatever, wrote it up as to what happened, so it's not secret that it happened. Um, the uh, So, look, it was uh, there was disagreements between the coaching groups as well. Um, I think you can see that by... The fact the coaching group changed, um, and I think so. And also, there are a number of uh, players in that Auckland squad who've been entitled and have had to have uh, be be, uh, be informed. What does it mean to be a rugby uh, professional rugby player? Um, I don't think he is like Laurie Maines um, in the fact that uh, players um, dislike him. But I do think some of those players have needed to be put on a shorter leash because they just don't get what uh, they 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 they're, they're too entitled. Um, as, uh, uh, as as players and have been told all the way through their careers that uh, up, up to this point that they are talented and that they need to and uh, perhaps the effort isn't required so much. Um, those are my thoughts. Uh, boys, feel free to to add if you want to or if you don't want to, there's no big deal. I think Lama was, was a well-loved coach in Auckland and uh, just, just to reiterate the point, I think he's a, he's a great coach and I have a lot of time for him. I've done a lot of work with him. And I know what his coaching style is. And, um, yeah, we look forward to many, many great things from Alama. Yep. Um, the uh, So, folks, um, thank you very much for joining us. We've come to the uh, the end of the show. As I say, I'll be back at 5 p.m. every single day over on Twitter with um, the uh, lockdown beers uh, and rugby chat. Uh, generally, that's looking at the news stories in the previous 24 hours uh, just to help you get through lockdown and uh, keep you entertained. Um, hope you uh, all stay safe uh, and let's obey the lockdown rules as uh, come out of it as quickly as possible. Thank you, Boa. Thank you, Stephen. And good night all. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with Code Program for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com. Code Program.